chickadees. Today we are going to learn about what Jacob taught the Nephites the next day. So he had taught them all day one day and then he said, all right, let's take a break for the night. Everyone go home and we'll meet again tomorrow. So we are going to learn about his teachings from the next day. So he began by teaching the Nephites about their posterity. He said that although much of their posterity would die physically as a consequence of their sins, God would still be merciful to many of them, and they would eventually learn and accept that Jesus was their Redeemer. Then Jacob told them something that none of them had ever heard before, and it was pretty exciting news. Did you know that up until this point when Jacob is teaching the Nephites, none of them knew what Jesus' name was going to be? It's true. If you read the Book of Mormon, you might notice that Jesus' name does not appear until 2 Nephi chapter 10. Before this point, Lehi and Nephi and Jacob all refer to Jesus as the Lord or the Messiah or the Redeemer. They refer to him as the Holy One of Israel or the Lamb of God or the Son of God. They had no idea that the Son of God was going to be called Jesus Christ while he was on the earth. But Jacob told the Nephites, You guys, last night an angel spoke to me and told me that our Lord's name is going to be Christ. Now, the name the Messiah is Hebrew and the name Christ is Greek. And they both mean the same thing, which is the anointed one. Do you know what it means to anoint someone? It means to put oil on someone as part of a religious ceremony. So have you ever received a priesthood blessing of healing? If you have, you might remember being anointed with consecrated oil. And someday when you go through the temple to receive your endowment, you will first be anointed with oil. Just like the Levites during Moses' time were anointed with oil before serving in the tabernacle. Kings in ancient times were anointed with oil as a sign of their important role as a ruler and king. Jesus is known as the anointed one because he was given the special role and responsibility of being Heavenly Father's perfect example while on earth. So, Jacob shared with the Nephites that Christ would be born to the Jewish nation because they were so wicked, and there was no other nation so wicked that they would willingly crucify God's Son. And remember, the moment Jesus died for us is a very important moment in God's plan, since we can't get back into heaven without Jesus' sacrificial blood to wash away our sins. Jacob said, if Jesus performed his mighty miracles for any other nation on the earth, they would have immediately repented, but not the Jews. And because of their wicked, wicked decision to kill Jesus, they will be punished with destruction and famine and pestilence and war and death. And the Jews who aren't destroyed will be scattered all over the world. But don't worry. God has said that when the day comes that the Jews finally choose to believe in Christ, then he will uphold his part of the covenant he made with their fathers to gather them into his church again. He will do it through the Gentiles. Remember Joseph Smith? And it will be like the Gentiles are carrying the members of the house of Israel back to the lands where they belong. 
that's what Isaiah means when he says that the Gentile king and queens will be like the Jews nursing mothers and fathers. Now, I was listening to a hymn this morning that reminded me of the gathering of Israel that we have been talking so much about lately, and it includes Jesus' name. So I thought it would be fitting to sing it here with you guys, since it fits so perfectly into our story. It's the fourth verse of a song called, Come Unto Jesus, and it goes like this. Come unto Jesus from every nation, from every land and isle of the sea, unto the high and lowly in station, ever he calls, come to me. I think that is such a pretty song. So maybe you and your family could find it and sing the rest of it this week. Now, Jacob said, God told me that this land we're on right now will be a land of our inheritance. He has promised that it will belong to our children forever, and the Gentiles will be blessed here too. It will be a land of liberty for them, and there will be no kings here to rule them, and God will protect them from all other nations. Hmm, does this prophecy sound familiar to you at all? He continued, If any nation tries to fight against them or force them to have a king, that nation will perish. God said, I, the Lord, the King of heaven, will be the king of the righteous, and I will be a light for them forever. And this land will be only for those who worship me. Man, it seems like Jacob received the same revelations about his people's posterity and about America that both Lehi and Nephi had received, doesn't it? That's pretty cool. Jacob continued, God also said that in order for him to keep his promises and covenants to our fathers, he will have to destroy the secret works of darkness and murder and wickedness. God said, anyone who fights against me will perish. And in the future, although your posterity will be hurt by the Gentiles, I will soften the Gentiles' hearts so they will change and help take care of your posterity. And the Gentiles will also be blessed to enter into the same covenants with me as your fathers did. Jacob then said to the Nephites, Guys, let's remember how great God is. Let's repent and feel so joyful that he will remember us in our posterity. I know it's easy to feel sad that we have left Jerusalem, our native land, but just remember that we've been led to a better land. We are on an island of the sea, and the Lord has made great promises to those who are on the sea's islands. I'm sure there are more Israelites out there who have been led to other islands of the sea, and God remembers us all. So please cheer up your hearts and remember that you are free to choose the type of life you will live after you die according to the way that you act right now. You can choose the way of everlasting death or the way of eternal life. I know it's up to you, but I hope that you choose to know God better instead of choosing to know Satan better, since it's only through coming to know God better that you can be saved. May you all be resurrected and saved from eternal spiritual death by Christ's atoning power so that you can have eternal life with God and his kingdom someday. 
Now, that is the end of our story for today. But before we go, I want to share with you one thing that I think is really cool in the scriptures. Jacob taught us that to be carnally minded or to have a mind that is full of only the things of the earth and only the things of our bodies and nothing of the things of heaven. So he said to be carnally minded is death and to be spiritually minded is life eternal. And did you know that if you took the first letter from each of those words from that phrase, spiritually minded is life eternal, it spells the letters S-M-I-L-E, which spells the word smile. So you can remember that to be spiritually minded is life eternal, and that can make you smile. So whenever you hear the word smile, you can think about Jacob's teachings. Anyway, I thought that was pretty cool because when you think about eternal life, I don't know about you, but I tend to smile because it makes me so excited and happy to think about living with Heavenly Father again. All right, little chickens, that is the end of our story for today. So until next time, I hope you have a fabulous day. Goodbye.